Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. Brought to you by the Hot Take Hotbox. My name is Matt McSweeney. I am joined by the knowledgeable and well-known Ty Capone. Ty, we have UFC Vegas 86. Joe Pfeiffer getting a main event spot, man. Real quick ascension for Mr. Body Bags. He is getting in there against Jack, the Joker Hermanson, in a you know middle kind of a. State your claim, uh, state your case sort of fight for Joe Pfeiffer in, in the middleweight division. We have 14 fights on this card, Ty, to talk yeah. about. So we got a lot, awful lot to get into, but how you doing? How you feeling? We got the NBA trade deadline going on right now, so we're kind of following that as well as Sixers fans. Not, it's heating up. Yeah, the, the stove. You want to talk about that stove? Hot. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the MLB stove, cold. Very, very cold. Um yeah, what's going on? Let's go. With, where's Cody? Where's Cody B going, dude? Uh, Cody B. Who? Who's that? Oh yeah, no. I mean, who? You know, I now I see Trevor Bauer talking shit about uh, Blake Snell. Well, this is just a great time to be alive. Yeah. I'm I'm more concerned about what the main event of WrestleMania is going to be than uh, anything else. That's uh, seeing the Rock out there talking shit. I love it. That's yeah. The main event for WrestleMania is up in the air. The main event for UFC 300, which is 65 days, 66 days away, is also up in the air. What are we doing, dude? Two two months out, and we do not have a main event. Like I'm sure these guys, whoever, it's going to be Bilal and Leon, right? And I'm sure they're training. I'm sure they're in camp. But what are we, you know, what's the plan here? Ty, can I ask you, like, why are we, why is Dana White so obsessed with keeping McGregor and Chandler on ice? Like, I don't, like. I don't know. It, is I don't know. it, like. Is there another side of this where you think like Connor doesn't want to fight or something like that? Because that that there I have a tough be. time believing that, like that this guy's wanting to cook away, mo- like multiple years of his career. I mean, it's going to wind up being like what three years since he fought, right? I mean, well, dude, just... it's almost been two years since Chandler fought. Yeah, right? it, when's the last time Chandler fought? I believe November of twenty 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 two. So yeah, Damn. so not two years, but you know, by the time the fight still... happens, it might be two years. Yeah. Right? I, yeah, I mean, dude, since since Connor fought uh, Floyd when he was twenty nine, he fought once at thirty, once at thirty one, twice at thirty two, and hasn't fought since. He's thirty five. He turns thirty six in July. What 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 even what even is the plan for Connor? Like, I see him on the bike on the yacht in the middle of the Pacific with his dong hanging out. Yeah, right, yeah. he's wearing the uh, the banana hammock. Yeah, um, looking with the creepy smile. Yeah, but it's it's all like I'm sure he's um. I'm sure he's in pretty decent physical shape. I don't think – I honestly don't think he's in, in fighting shape at all. Uh, I mean, we haven't really seen any sparring, any training footage. Not that we uh, need to or anything, but um, it would definitely help, right? It would definitely um, extinguish some of these rumors and some of these uh, – you know, some of this fan talk. I really just think he might be cooked, honestly. I mean, that ankle injury was bad. Uh, I don't know if he really has the fire and the desire to get back in there. I don't. I don't know though. I'm, I would just be guessing. I remember there was a couple, um, like a couple months or a year ago, he was he was starting to get into the training. Uh, you know, he's training up again and whatnot. But um, 
I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. Nobody. I, it seems like Chandler McGregor and Dana White are kind of just, you know, they're all are the only pages. ones. Yeah, they're the only ones who. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Both so, of those um, guys were calling for the main event of three hundred on Twitter, and then Dana's like, "No, the fall." I mean, even Connor has said June twenty ninth. Like, they've all said different dates, and. Dana's the only one who keeps saying no, no, like not that day, not not then. Keeps pushing it back. Yeah. yeah, like that. What I don't understand. It's like why are like it's own that fight in quality is only going to go get worse in my opinion the longer time goes on. So I feel like Dana's one of those guys like he sees those like leg injuries and he doesn't want the guy to fight again. Like that's like his it, like his own personal choice and he doesn't want that to happen. You know? Did you see you can get three hundred tickets if you watch Power Slap? Yeah, you can uh, you 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 can enter a raffle if you you see the secret code that's on three hundred. What a fucking joke, dude! I mean, this is like, uh, I mean, we just we spent a couple of, either last episode or a couple episodes ago just shit talking Dana, but it just it continues to persist. It's he it's like this three hundred thing. You know, last week they were gonna oil him up or something that with that nonsense. If he didn't announce it, he never announced it. He never oiled nope. himself up. So. Nope. I don't. Uh, I, I really. I don't know where. Where. What are they going to do, or where we go from here, or how disappointed we're going to be when they announce the three hundred main event? Because, like you said, it's going to be, you know, uh, what Aspinall and and, uh, and Pereira or something like that. Just to, you know, some some <laughs> I mean, murder that that we're yeah, going to be setting up. I wouldn't even want to see that. No, you know, uh, we can't get Jamal Hill. I don't think, especially. In, he looks good though. I saw him at the what was the last fight. He was. Um, who was he supporting? He was supporting somebody. Um, on the last card, let me bring that up real quick. I can figure it out. I think it was. Uh, I don't. Was it? I think it might have been Randy Brown. Um, but either way, he looks good. Looks like he's. In, I remember he got a little thicker right after he tore his Achilles, put on a little weight. But um, he looks like he's doing well now. But I, you know, he's not going to fight until later this year, so it's not going to be that. So yeah, I think it's just going to be Leon and Bilal. And, uh, I mean, I'm okay with that because I thought that's what it was going to be the entire time. And I actually, uh, you know, I'm not blown away by that fight. You know, it's, I don't think it's must-watch, must-see TV. Uh, but it should be a decent matchup, I think. It's going to be striking the whole time, and uh, it is a, technically a rematch. So, yeah, I think they're going to announce that, and everybody's going to be upset. Yeah. And, um, and I honestly yeah, think I mean, rightfully so fun. just because off of the, the discussion that For he, sure. he created it, though. Dana created yeah. this problem. No, if it was just, you know, if the card was a uh, UFC 341 or uh, 206 or some random number, I don't think anybody would really care. I mean, dude, the card itself is pretty stacked. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a great card. I, I don't understand the whole, you know, the whole idea behind getting 300 to be this generational event. Like, that's just not really possible. I mean, look at 299, look at 298, look at 301, 302, like things they have planned. Uh, some of the guys that have just fought, I mean, you know, who do you think you can just go out there and get for three hundred? You know, I, mean, I think uh, MMA fans are being a little, a little naive into thinking this is going to be the best card ever just because it ha- just because of the number, the round number three hundred. Uh, and two hundred was good, one hundred was not. Um, and I, th- I think both both one hundred, I think one hundred held together. I think two hundred right was John Jones, so that kind of dissipated. But three hundred, I mean, dude, Gaethje Max. Whaley and Jan, Oliveira, Sarukian, Yuri and uh, Rockich, Aljo yep. and Cater, Figgy, Cody. We can keep going. Kayla Harrison's making her debut. Bo Nichols is going to be on the card. Diego Lopez, Sadiq Youssef as a throw-in is fine. 
I saw people complaining about Andrade Marina Rodriguez. That's going to be like the opening card of the uh, opening fight of the card. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know what's um, what's so upsetting about that. Also, I did not know Karini Silva and Ariane Lipsky are fighting in April. So, um, just well, a, rest a side note for Lipsky, that. So, yeah, rest, rest and piss. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I, either way, I don't. I'm fine with whatever they make it because I'm really looking forward to 299. But uh, closer than that, I'm looking. Uh, to 298 next weekend right before super bowl sunday we get a new champion Ilya tapori he's uh, i mean now he's going he's he's getting a little ahead of himself i, w- I was thinking that volk was because volk's talking about 155 he's not done with islam yet and i was like oh man here we go also he's making excuses i don't know if you saw he said uh i probably shouldn't have been drinking beers three yeah. or four times a day before the islam fight i'm like oh man now now you're drinking you're, now you're going the paulo costa route that's pretty pathetic but um He's he's already looking at 155. Ilya Taporia, I think, already put in his Instagram bio that he's 15 and 0. Uh, he's making this this like short film that's gonna or something that he's preparing to drop after he wins. I, I, I'm here for the confidence. It is a little you know a, a little too soon, but yeah. Um, I mean, I've been <laughs> who am I to say that when I've been saying he's gonna win this fight for months now? So um, either way, I can't wait for that. I think it's gonna be a great fucking fight. Um, and we're going to see the be- the two best at 145. But let's just get in this card if you want to. Yeah, no, it, 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 quick, before we do that, I just did want to say it is a little scary. I, I uh, It's one way or the other. Like, it's either, like, this guy, know, like, he knows something that we don't know. It seems like uh, Ilya's got the, the script and he already knows, yeah. like, what's going to happen. Or it's like, this guy's delusional and something bad's yeah. going to happen. Because uh, that fight is so exciting just off, like, just... MMA pure skill value. It's, it, it, but again, we've talked about it. like Volk. It could be the end of one of the best reigns we've seen at 45. You know, other than Aldo, it, it's it's it, this is like a fork in the road kind of uh, fight. Like if I were Mister Volk, I'd probably walk away from 45 after this because I don't think it's gonna get if you win, especially honestly either way. But it's not gonna get much better after this. Uh, you know. But we we'll we'll have time to get into that next week. So can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. That's gonna be awesome. And, and I mean, honestly, I'm lo- really looking forward to watching Ian Gary's head get bounced off the canvas. Hopefully, uh, who knows if that'll actually happen? But uh, I'm certainly certainly rooting for it. So let's get into UFC Vegas '86. That's right. We are in the apex. It is Joe Pfeiffer, Jack Hermanson. I'm gonna pull the odds up right here. Of course. They never have the odds all in the same place. I have to scroll up and down. They have power slap odds on here if you want to bet that. <laughs> but we got yeah. Joe Pfeiffer's minus 250, 275 to Jack Hermanson's plus 220, 210. Now, on surface value, you would think Jack's the vet. Jack's been there. He's done that. He's got good grappling. But the problem is, I think, you know, he his striking is not exactly – up to par, I would say, or, or you know, all, definitely on the level of a uh, Joe Pfeiffer, and Joe Pfeiffer just seems like uh, a, a like a a force of nature, a, of momentum that is just rolling along. That I don't know if Jack Hermanson's going to be the guy who you know stops that in its tracks. I, I just have a tough time believing it. Of course, in this situation, you would think. There's always the possibility of that vet lesson that we talk about on here, but I just don't have a, I have a bad feeling that that's going to happen here. I don't think I don't think that's the case. I am 
I am big time on Joe Playfer on this on this fight, and I think it's going to be ended inside the distance somehow. I just uh, don't think it's going to be bettable with that minus one seventy five is what the inside the distance is. Yeah. So maybe uh, TKO minus. at plus 125 would be uh, a move, and then submission is plus 350, even though Joe's Je- Je- got pretty good submission. So I guess uh, you know I'd like to hear what you have to say. Yeah, and funny enough, Jack's last fight, uh, he was <laughs> he was put in a submission and then beat into uh, – uh, from from back control, he was um, ground and pounded because he was stuck. He was stuck in a calf slicer from Delizze, which turned into – I mean, he had his – he could move. It, was, it looked like very uncomfortable and just, you know, kind of like a an opposite mounted crucifix, you know, just from the back. He had the calf and he was, you know, there's nothing he could do. I just rewatched that fight. I'm like, damn, that was, that's pretty brutal. Um, yeah, he's kind of just been alternating wins and losses in his last couple of fights. Jack has. He's 35 now. That's, um, you know, we talk about that age a lot, especially when you're up, up at 185. Um, you know, he's been, he, he, he's had a weird... Weird career, I think, so far. Um, the Leeds A fight coming after he, you know, kind of outclasses Chris Curtis easily was was very surprising. Uh, had a very, very close fight with Sean Strickland. I, I can't believe still that one judge gave him the fight. I think 49-50-45? No, 49-46. Um, it's insane. I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it was close. It was definitely close, but I, I do think he didn't. I do think that uh, Sean won. Uh, the Shabazian fight was pretty good for him. Uh, the Vittori fight was not. He got dropped. Um, he'll hook Kelvin Gaslam quick and then gets you know, smoked by uh, Jared Cannonier. But So I don't really know what to what to make of him, but he's at that age now where I think that um, he's just he's he's just got like an awkward style. He moves pretty well, but he's kind of slow. He's kind of hittable. And um, I think his durability is probably, probably wearing down. Uh, he he times his takedowns pretty well, so there's that. I just don't know if he's going to be the better wrestler, better grappler here. The one thing I will say that he has working to his advantage is the low kicks. He throws them a lot, and he throws them really well. Joe Pfeiffer does not check them at all. Uh, Abdul Razak al-Hassan was, was hitting him with the good low kicks. Um, and I just don't know. This is a huge price line price tag for Joe Pfeiffer. Um, I remember um, when he fought that dude... What was his name? Uh, Jonathan Patty. That guy was bad. Really bad. Really, really, really bad. He got finished by Jamie Pickett and Joseph Holmes. Um, Yeah. But he got guillotined by him in the second round. Then he fights Stoltzfus. That was just kind of a freak accident. Austin Schrottman, the guy that he fought after Stoltzfus, he has two wins over Jay Ellis. So that's all he's known for. Yeah. Um, I was – trying to figure out why we had a JLS connection on this card. There it is. Then he fights that guy, Ozzy Diaz, in the contender series. That guy wasn't that good, and that was kind of a decent fight. Alan Amadowski, GM3, Abdul Razak, Alhassan. Very, very low level of competition until this. This is a big step up. Um, but I will say, I will say Joe Pfeiffer has gotten a lot better. Um, sometimes he's a little low volume, just waiting for that big shot, but his boxing's improved. His defensive striking is is my main concern. He, he doesn't really seem to block defend, uh, check anything. He kind of just, you know, lets it happen, which I don't love. I think maybe uh, his cardio is probably going to be an issue. This is a five-round fight. I doubt it gets that far, but if it gets extended past the second round, I think he's probably done. Um, but again, I do like what he's done in the, in the, in the last couple of years. He's still 27, so he's still young. 
working with those guys at uh, Marquez MMA. Is that what it's called now? Um, Sean, Sean Brady and all those guys. Like, I, I really love where his game has come. I think he has made improvements pretty much every fight. He hasn't fought in um, – it's been a little bit, right? Been a couple nah, – no, actually hasn't been that long. Um, so we'll see. He's been doing grappling tournaments. He was supposed to fight Charles Radke, Chuck Buffalo, in a grappling match. That would have been nice. Hmm. Um, so I don't know what to take here. I really don't. I think I want to take Joe Pfeiffer by TKO. Um, so I think that's what I'm going to do. Okay, I'm, I'm taking gonna take as Joe well. Pfeiffer, TKO. I think he's going to hit him with something hard, something early. You know, to kind of um, maybe make Jack want to shoot, and then I, I think that might be an issue. Um, even though I think he probably could get Pfeiffer down, he, he times his takedowns really well. But so does so does um, excuse me, so does Joe. Um, he actually has had very good success with his takedowns in his career. Um, and again, he's still improving with those guys. Great team, and uh, I mean, he's just on a heater right now. You know, he's yeah. just putting these guys out. Uh, the arm triangle was nasty. Uh, the GM three fight again. Just watched that, and that was you know quick work. So. Um, it's a tough test for sure, but I think, I think also Jack uh, or Joe has fought. Everybody he's fought is pretty much old. Uh, I think Amadovsky, GM3, Abdul, now Jack have all been in their late, uh, mid to late thirties. So yeah, I'll end this uh, monologue by saying Joe Pfeiffer first round or second round knockout. Okay. We're both taking Pfeiffer TKO plus 130. Book it, mark it down, fire Jack it has in. has been subbed twice. So oh, no, I'm not saying it's not no. possible, but I just, but uh, you know. We haven't seen in the UFC. Well, yeah. I guess we, we did, we did see him get arm triangled once by Cesar Fajaya. So, um, and that's what's something that Joe Piver does like. Joe Piver's just so strong, right? Yeah. Big boy. I think he's getting bigger and bigger each fight, too. I think he said, I was trying to find an interview, a snippet where he said he was, um, he, he was, he's been really working on his physique and just getting bigger and stronger. And he's, he's an aggressive dude. So I, I think he's going to put it on Jack. I think this is more of just, you know, uh, he's just going to hit him with some. I think you said it perfectly there. Like, I think he's just going to hit him with some bomb. Game changing. Or game changing shit. And and Joe's Joe knows that he doesn't really want to mess around on the ground with him. I, I mean, I would I would like to hope that he that's the game plan. So he's not going to try and invite any sort of grappling situations for any long period of time because you have such an advantage on the feet. As opposed to when you go on the ground, it's you know maybe maybe you don't have the he Jack doesn't have a huge advantage, but he's still that's his game, you know. So yeah. I, I would probably try to stay away from that if I was him. <laughs> How about Dan Ige, Andre Feely, battling at one forty five. Speaking of one forty five, Andre Feely is a plus one forty five underdog to Dan Ige's minus one seventy five one eighty. I don't know what to really believe here, Ty, or what. I mean, this kind of seems somewhat evenly matched. You know, Feely's going to be the much bigger guy. Uh, I mean, he's got four inches in height, three-inch reach advantage. But uh, the skill-wise and things like that, if this fight's going to be strictly contested probably on the feet, I would lean more Dan Ige, but I don't know. I don't know, Ty. I guess I'd ask you. I don't know if this is like a bettable spot for me. Yeah, me either. Um, I like <clears throat> I like both guys, but um, I feel like neither guy is bettable, honestly, especially lately at, like at, the, at this stage of their career. I kind of feel the same way about um, Devin Clark and Marcin Procchio. Uh Jeremiah Wells and Max Griffin, too. Like a lot of guys on this card, honestly, I feel like are kind of unbettable, or at least uh, th- this fight anyway. Uh, yeah, I think Philly's talented. I think he's 
Um, he's actually older than Danny Ye. He's been around for a while, man. He's been in a lot of tough fights. He's fought a lot of tough guys. He's been knocked out uh, twice, been dropped four times. Um, he did drop Nathaniel Wood. He did drop and knock out Lucas Almeida, but um, I think Danny Ye is much better than those guys. I think he's probably uh, one of the better, better if not the best guy he's fought, at least lately. I mean, uh, but Danny Ye's had a mixed bag. I had him against Damon Jackson, and I thought it was going to be a lot easier than it was inside the distance. It took him until the end of the second. He was starting to get chipped up a little bit. Uh, Nate Landwehr couldn't finish him. Bryce Mitchell got out-wrestled. You know, takedown defense, 58%. I feel like he's going up against some tough guys that have uh, blown that number up. But either way, man, sometimes he just uh, he loses it, and uh, he loses the wrestling exchanges. He um, has pretty much an even ratio, strikes landed to strikes absorbed. Um, and then you got Feely, who's, you know, more absorbed than landed, and especially lately, he's starting to get his his, his chin cracked. Joe Anderson Brito put him out bad. Yep. Uh, he was beating the shit out of Daniel Pinedo until that. I think it was an eye poke, right? Um, something happened. Um, he's also been f- sub twice, Andre Feely. I don't think that'll be a a problem here. Uh, you guys, I think, drops six knockdowns in the UFC. So like, they both have good and similar games. I just it's it's like who's cooked more, who's who's less durable. I think that's probably Andre Feely. Now he does present some opportunities and some trouble on the feet, like you said, with the, the height and reach. He stance switches a lot. He can mix in some takedowns and pretty pretty good submissions. But I just don't know how if, if he has that success in this fight. Good cardio too. He, he's really uh, I think he's more well rounded than Ige, but Ige's solid too. I I'm gonna I'm gonna take Ige, but I don't I don't have a play here at all. So. I wouldn't be shocked if anything, if, if either guy got finished or decision, I, I'm not really sure. I think it's a high variance fight. Yeah, I agree. I think this could really go anywhere. That's why I want to stay away. I would probably lean Ige at some sort of decision or TKO, but that's where I don't, I, I don't feel good about this either way. So that's why I'm with you. I'm staying away from this as well. So we move on. Ihor Potiera, the duelist, getting in there against your boy, Robert you have to say this gentleman's name Brachek yeah that Y just really has me in hell right there and and just chilling oh man learn the Polish names baby and you know young Jacek Polish brothers Kovalkiewicz that's all I got Uh, what do we have uh, odds wise here though let's see we got Potier is only a plus 130 underdog to Brachek's minus 160 165 I'm seeing on here we don't know much about Mr. Brichik. He is, what, 17-5. and five. He's coming from Octagon with a K. We we talk about that from time to time, how Octagon with a K is real uh, hit or miss don't here. sleep on him. Yeah. Three fights ago, <laughs> he fought a guy who was 11-12-1, so that's not exactly the best sign of the competition that's going on over there. And a lot of these guys you've probably never heard of, you know? So, Kai Frito. Kaik Brito, or however you want to say that first name. I don't really want to say it, but uh, he fought Sadu Busi way back in the day. Uh, Brito's good. Uh, that loss he has to Polifka was not a loss. He got robbed in that fight. Um, the, the guys he fought recently are pretty ass. I mean, Lee Chadwick, that dude's like 40. He's been around forever. Um, the guy Driai was supposed to be a decent prospect. I think that guy Kristovich is is a decent regional C guy, but he beat the shit out of all these guys. 
Um, I kind of like I kind of like Brichek. He's fought at 170. He's fought at 190 even. So Potier is the one dropping down the 185. I'm not sure how that's how that's going to go. I mean, last fight Potier, uh, uh, real quick, actually, just to touch on Brichek. He's only you know the only guys that he's fought that are good. He's lost to, so that's not good. Um, it's it's probably it's it's possible the guys that he's beaten are just trash, which I think is pretty true. But he's got pretty good boxing. He has pretty good power. Has a good right hand. Um, pretty good finisher when he gets guys hurt. I, I just don't know how good his like defensive striking is, his grappling, his cardio. There's a lot of question marks. He's kind of just putting guys out early. So at least it's fun. Potier is kind of the same way, right? Potier is not very good. He had Bellato. I think it was Bellato, right? That he um that he fought last fight. He had yeah. him out. Had him in hell. On this, most most at least some other refs probably stopped that fight, right? Depending on who the ref is, he might have a win. Uh, Carlos Olberg's just a better, much better than him. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I rewatched the Shogun fight. He was kind of getting pieced up a little bit, but as soon as he touched Shogun, Shogun was out. Dude, he 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 taunted him in the craziest way ever. I thought that was wild to do in in Brazil, but he gives no fucks anyway. I um I still don't think he's that good. I mean, neither are good. But um, I'm gonna go Britchek. I'm gonna go Britchek first round knockout. I think he's gonna get it done early. But to to just make sure I'm covered cover all my bases here. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go wow. under here. I think e- either guy could really put the other out. Uh, I think it's going to end early. So I'm going to go under man, I can't even do under one and a half. It's minus 275. Um, His TKO is minus 120, I believe. Brichek uh, yeah. is uh, 125. Okay. I'm going to go I'm going to go Robert Brichek TKO, TKO round one plus 110. Okay. There's nothing to bet in this fight. Jesus that's the Christ. thing. We're kind of forcing this, but this for me. No, I mean I think it's it's. Happening. But for me personally, that's what I'm saying. For me personally, this is more of an anti-Potier bet because I think. Yeah, dropping down. That's not going to help. Yeah, he's going to get touched and he's going to go to sleep. That's my personal opinion. I like this guy's boxing a lot. I don't think he's great or anything, but um, I think he has pretty good hands. Now he sucks going backwards. Like he has, he offers nothing when he moves back, but when he goes forward, man, he he has some. Uh, Really good, really good combos. Sometimes he doesn't put them all together. Sometimes he just looks for that big right. But I, I kind of like his, I, I like his hands. Brad Tavares, and then RoboCop is getting in there as well. So we got Gregory Rodriguez, Brad Tavares at one eighty five. Uh, this website now has ads that just pop up in front of me. I just had a Wendy's <laughs> ad while I was trying to look for these odds. How about minus two forty five, two fifty to Brad Tavares is plus two hundred two oh five. Right away, seeing this fight is Gregory Rodriguez. That's before I even saw the odds. Was like uh, that's that's what I want. I think Brad Tavares is. I don't know if I want to say cooked, but I think he's cooked. He's thirty six years old, so he's kind of getting up there. And his last win was against Chris Weidman, and he couldn't get him out of there. That I will hold that against him. I, I don't care. Yeah. You know that yeah, that. Chris Weidman was limping around the octagon fighting for his life and he could not finish him, which he should have been able to finish him. I don't, he ca- I don't understand what the game plan or what, what he was thinking, but I mean, he won. So I guess that's at the end of the day, that's really all that matters. Gregory Rodriguez, on the other hand, is the ultimate kind of killer be killed, especially since he's been in the uh, UFC. It's been, you know, Tululin, he just, you know, murdered him. Bruno Fajeda just put him into into a body bag. Uh, you know he's got a, a win against Chitty. I, I I don't know if. Do you think Ty? I guess I should ask. Does he get Brad Tavares out of there? 
And if not, I mean, Brad Tavares has 13 decision wins. He's been knocked out four times, though. So I guess yeah. that would be the path to victory. If the odds tell us that we could, it's something that we could bet, RoboCop by TKO is plus 230. Yeah, I kind of think I know it hasn't happened yet. I feel like he he could definitely sub Tavares. Remember, uh, I think he um, his last fight against Tallulah was on the same card. I believe the same card as Tavares and Weidman, right? They were both on O'Malley and and Sterling. Um, and I think you or I had Tavares or uh, Rodriguez, I should say, by by sub. I think it might have been just. I don't know if you did. I definitely did. And he just elbowed the brakes off of Dennis Tallulah. Some illegally, but into dust. So it's it's tough, really. How many subs does he even have in the UFC? Uh, zero. Zero. But he has four overall. He has that dangerous jiu-jitsu. It's just, you know. Yeah, we both had sub. I, I can't believe that Jordan Williams knocked him out in the first round yeah, way back when. That's crazy. What a, He's come a long way, honestly. Um, I mean, he's very chinny himself. Like, I don't think Tavares can really knock him out, but I guess – I guess anything could happen. I just think, I think Rodriguez probably just dominates him. He's bigger, he's stronger, he's in his prime. Uh, more finishing equity. Uh, what's? I'm sure him inside the distance is a large number. Oh, it's plus one fifty. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go Robocop well. inside the distance at plus one fifty. I think it's a solid number. I guess. I guess I can see it going all the way. If Tavares kind of stalls a little bit, you know, clinch work. But man, I don't. When's the last time? Uh, When's the last time Hobocop went the distance? I don't think he has besides Petrosian. Yeah, the Petrosian fight, which Petrosian goes the distance a lot. Um, and the Todorovic fight, and that was his second fight. It's been one, two, two first round uh, finishes in a row, three of his last four. Yeah, I don't see I don't see how Tavares Tavares really um, escapes it. You know, I think I don't think it's gonna go exactly how the Bruno Silva fight went, but remember Evan Shabazian walked through Brad Tavares. So he struggles with those guys that are big, hard hitters that come forward. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I feel confident in that. I feel good as well. I'm going to go uh, RoboCop inside the distance, plus 150 as well. Lock us in for that. How about Michael Johnson, Darius Flowers? Don't know how this is on the main card. Don't know how this is this high up. I guess just because of Michael Johnson. and Somebody's going to sleep. That's how. His veteran name value. I guess so. 21-19 and 19 against Darius Flowers, who is 12-6. and 6. Michael Johnson is a minus 140 favorite to Darius Flowers, plus 115-120. Ty, I got to be honest. This, this, I don't want anything to do with this. And you, <laughs> you'll probably be able to convince me one way or the other because that's just how it goes. But uh, right away, I, I don't want anything to do. I don't trust Michael Johnson. You never know what version of him is going to show up or if he's going to w- be winning a fight and then just get knocked out randomly. Uh, yeah, or happens. Darius Flowers, what, like what, who he even is as a fighter, <laughs> or what we even could expect. He got rear naked choked by Jake Matthews uh, earlier, la- or, you know, midway through last year. So, I guess I'll ask you what you think. Um, yeah, I, I guess the only reason it's on the main card is because it's Michael Johnson's name, and also one of these guys is probably going to sleep. I think uh, Flowers has eight knockouts. I think combined, what do they have? I had it written down. They have a combined 14 submission losses. So that's, that's uh, probably, I mean, neither guy's going to go for it, I would imagine. You know, Michael Johnson has been submitted nine times. That's crazy. <laughs> that's wild. Um, I mean, his right, rec- just looking at his record, man. I mean, he, I mean, fighting, fighting Poirier, 
<laughs> fighting Bar Barbosa, Dariush, Diaz, Poirier, Habib, Gaethje, back to back to back to back is wild. All like in their prime too. That's crazy. And he, and he beat Barbosa and Dustin. So, I mean, he's really um, he's really fought a who's who. But yeah, uh, like you said, the Diego Ferreira fight it was going it was going uh, well until he got hit with an overhand right and he he got turned into dust. The Jamie Malarkey fight he could have easily won that and he fucked himself there. Uh, even though I guess you could still make the argument he won. Um, his only his only wins Mark to Casey. I think he used a lot of wrestling in that fight. If I remember correctly, no, he did not. But Mark Casey is very low level, so um, I wasn't surprised about that. And then Alain Patrick, your boy, he knocked him out. That was just yeah. sad. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what to make of this. I don't really rate Darius Flowers highly at all. I mean, uh, his only win under in the U under the UFC banner is by injury. So like, uh, you know, he hits hard. I guess is the only thing I really notice when I watch him fight. He's like a powerful brawler. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Let's that's it. That's, so, and no, you know, we don't have to spend I, um, too much time on this. Yeah, I wish I could, but I truly can't. So I'm going to go, if I could bring it back up, and I don't know if I can. I'm going to go, uh, what's the under looking like? Hold on. I'm cooked. I'm cooked. Bavada's let me down, even though I don't use it. Um, under, I'm going to go under one and a half minus 110. Under one and a half minus 110? You've, yeah. Wow. Go I can't that. believe you have a bet on this. Well, the Diego Ferreira fight didn't make it to the one and a half mark. Um, the Alain Patrick fight did barely. Um, the, the Tiago Moises fight did not. I just think somebody's going to sleep. I mean, Michael Johnson's probably going to like beat the shit out of the dude where he's going to be outpointing him and get knocked out in the third like he did against Josh Emmett. Uh, we were both there for that live. Yep. That was bad. I, I remember we were sleeping throughout most of the night, and then we're like, "Oh shit!" Never there was dead the body in the ring. His body hit, hitting the octagon. <laughs> never. Yeah, that was a that was a tough one. He's somehow bounced back since. Not the you know, no pun intended. Bounced back since that to uh, I think lose five of his next seven. So. Yeah, maybe that wasn't good for his brain. Maybe that wasn't good for his career. I, mean, I guess that's probably a fair statement to go out there and say. How about Adolfo Vieira, the black belt hunter? He's fighting Armin Petrosian, 185 as well. We have minus 103, 105 to Armin Petrosian. Adolfo Vieira is a favorite here at minus 115, 120. Ty, I, I think I'm – this might be my gold star bet of the night. I think I'm betting Petrosian money line. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, I mean, our gold star didn't, didn't hit last week, but it should have. I don't know what the fuck happened. We lost uh, – we lost um, – we started out hot with Maxim, and he lost the decision. But what are you going to do? Um, yeah, what, I mean, what does Adolfo Vieira, Vieira really offer you other than you know amazing submission grappling, but no no wrestling at all, and he can only do it after one round, right? Yeah. So what what does he even? Uh, he's been working on his hands for sure. They've they've gotten a lot better since he fought you know uh, Safarov and Piahota, and he was getting outstruck by those guys and Fluffy Hernandez. Fluffy Hernandez ran through him. He did take Fluffy down a couple times, but right into a guillotine. So, uh, I mean, he's even Dustin Stoltzfus, Chris, everybody's outstruck him. Uh, Cody Brundage, remember, knocked him down. Yeah. Uh, in the, before he um, armbarred him or um, arm triangled him. And that was in the second round, but early in the second round. I like Petrosian, man. I've liked him for a while. He's 4 1 in the UFC. His only loss was to Kyle Bahio 
in a fight where he obviously outstruck him, but he just got taken down and, and kind of controlled. He didn't get submitted though. Um, he, um, he seems to get grappling matchups, right? He fought AJ Dobson, got taken down, but bounced right back up, beat the, beat, outstruck him clearly. Um, even RoboCop, when he fought RoboCop, he got taken down a couple times. He survived some submissions and he outstruck him and won a, a close, but you know, comfortable decision. And then on the contender series, he knocked out that guy. So like, I think and, and he gave, uh, he exposed Christian Leroy Duncan when he fought him completely exposed him as a fraud. I like Armin Petrosian here. I think he's, um, he's the bigger guy. He doesn't have a long reach. It's kind of, kind of weird the way he's built like that, but Good kickboxing at a range keeps his guys at range. Good takedown defense. Again, the only time he's been controlled really is by Kyle. Um, stuffed Christian Leroy Duncan ended up taking Christian Leroy Duncan down. I don't know what – I guess Vieira, if he gets a quick sub, sure, but I I don't think that's going to happen. I am com- I'm almost completely out on uh, Adolfo Vieira. He's 34. Uh, I think Petrosian is also – he's 33, so – but Vieira's shown no cardio. No, Vieira has no um, gas tank. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, like you know, like and he can hit a little bit. He has some power, but like if he wants to go toe to toe with Armin Petrosian, that's not going to end well. His kickboxing is so much better. He's just going to go, you know, teeps to the body, to the leg, slow him down. I think he's going to control him and dominate him. I honestly think he's going to finish him in the second or third round. I'm going to double dip here. I'm going to take a shot on Petrosian money line and Petrosian um, uh, TKO. You taking them both? Yeah. Wow. Double dip. The first double dip Plus of 2025. Uh, KO, TKO. I like it. Let me see here. Yeah, it's crazy that I have to scroll down 30 pages to see the um, the main card. <laughs> so, I mean, he has five knockouts in his career. You know, obviously. I think my coffee yet. got poisoned today. I, I really do. <laughs> I'm fighting Something for my happened. life, dude. I'm telling Something you. Something happened with whatever you drank. I'm telling you, people it. out there, you're listening. You really don't know what's Sam. going on, dude. I have been fighting for my life this entire podcast. <laughs> I'm sweating like an absolute pig. Uh, I, it's, I don't even know what to do right now. I'm trying to get through this episode so I can get this thing up for the people. But I'm, I feel like I'm going to shit myself right here sitting in this desk chair. But uh, for the record, we got TKO here. At plus two seventy on the on the website. Hell yeah! So you got Petrosian. Let's go. And TKO plus two seventy. It's a, a nice number. I do like that. I just I don't trust that the the Petrosian doesn't find a way to you know be on his back at some point during this fight. I'll probably just bet that in my personal life. To be honest, I'm just too cowardice to bet it on the card. But that is the main card. <laughs> For UFC Vegas 86, uh, I believe. Uh, I'm, like It's unbelievable. This pen slipping out of my hand. I'm sweating like an animal. It's unbelievable. So now we go to Trevin Giles and Carlos Pretis. I think it's Pretis. Pretis? Pretis? Yeah, I think it's Pretis. Euphrates. No, that's not it. Okay. Euphrates. Euphrates. Yeah. So we have Trevin Giles and Carlos Euphrates. Are getting in there. Carlos <laughs> Euphrates is a minus 260, 270 favorite to Trevin Giles is plus 222.10. Trevin Giles is just like a, a guy now who they, it just yeah. seems like, they, you know, sometimes he's going to win, sometimes he's going to lose. Yeah, you don't know if the guy is elite, then he'll come in and take care of business against him. If he's not, then he will go to a split decision like Preston Parsons did. So, 
You never yeah, know. He's fighting all young fighters now. I, you know, it's not like they're all young top prospects. Um, I, I don't think Preston Parsons or Luis Cose were ever thought of as top prospects, but they're all young. Uh, Bonfim, uh, Morales, uh, Drickus was is I think a little just a little bit almost the same age, but he was a prospect at least when they fought the Leeds as well. So yeah, it seems like that's kind of the career or the stage he's in in his career. And uh, I like Protes. I think Prades, Prades, it could be Prades. Ah, Euphrates. Euphrates. <laughs> I uh, I like Prades here a lot. Um, very tall, very long for his division. Um, I had something on this, and now I lost it. There it is. Um, I thought he was his um, contender series fight was. Um, you know, I, I think he's a little raw. He's thirty, but I think he. Um, he got taken down by Mitch Ramirez, who I think is a pretty much uh, a decorated wrestler. He, had, he was able to get up and then just knock him out with a straight left, You know, pretty much put him out cold. Uh, he was able to sweep him and get up, so that's good. I think Trevin Giles might have some wrestling success here, but you know, sometimes you see Trevin Giles get out-wrestled. His fight IQ is very, very bad. And his durability, his cardio, he's got a, his low volume sometimes. We, we have seen uh, a lot of things with Trevin Giles. I'm pretty much almost out on Trevin Giles, just like I am uh, – with um, who's the other fellow we're we're out on? Uh, Vier. Yeah, um, Trevin Giles, the bomb theme fight. I mean, I had bomb theme, and that was almost easier than I than I thought. I was like, damn, that 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 was crazy. Um, Michael Morales easily, uh, and Preston Parsons. Honestly, I, I thought he beat Preston Parsons, but it was very close. It was way too close, and I had money yeah. on him. I think at even money or something like that. It was very uh, sketched out, which I shouldn't have been. Um, Pratis has a couple of L's. But he's on he's on kind of a nice little heater, man. Uh, you know, he hasn't really beaten anybody. He's be, he has beat Charles Oliveira, knocked him out with a jab. So um, yeah, at least he can say that. Um, but I don't know. I think he's he, he's at a good point in his career now. Uh, he's tall, rangy. Uh, I think he's at he's trained with the fighting nerds now, so that's good. Th- those guys are all seemingly uh, getting better and better each fight. He's got great Muay Thai, multiple head kick knockouts, good knees. Also has a black belt. So, uh, you know, I just feel like he's at a better stage of his career than Trevin Giles, despite, you know, only being a little bit younger. But he has been controlled, taken down, submitted on the regional scene. So that's kind of an issue. We'll see how far that's come. I mean, you know, again, he's at one of the most hottest uh, training camps right now. Those guys are all, again, all on fire. And Trevin Giles, I don't know, man. He's, he's got some decent hands. He just doesn't throw them enough. So I really can't trust him at all here. I, uh, I'm going to stay away from this fight. I don't really have a, a super... Super good feel. I think Prady beats him. I don't. I don't know if he finishes them, knocks him out. I think he could knock him out, but also I could see him out pointing him for fifteen minutes. So I'm just gonna stay away. I'm gonna go Prady's TKO. All right, um, plus one hundred five. This is more of a anti Trevin Giles bet than anything else. And I don't like betting guys that I haven't really seen before uh, all that much. But what are you gonna do? This is just uh, the spot that I'm in. All right, come on. Here we go. Timothy <laughs> Kuwamba. All right. Is that this uh, gentleman's name? And then you're going to have to yes. say this other guy's name. Bellagioki. Come on. Bellagioki. I remember him from the Contender Series. Yeah. He you know, fucking stor- steamrolled that, that poor guy. And then he started screaming like, like, a, like, a, like a war chant. Not a war chant, just a war yell. I was like, oh, my God, this guy is terrifying. So, um, no, I don't know if you remember Tim- Timothy Kuwamba. I do remember that fight uh, a little bit, and he did not get a contract. So that, yeah, that, he should not have won. Also, 
I think oh, he that's lost right. that fight yes. to Mr. Mr. Vogel, um, who has bounced back with the dub. So that's good for Mr. Mr. Vogue. Um, remember, he almost beat Damon Blashier on the regional scene. Also, Kwama fights at 145. This is at 155. Uh, Balazioki is a scary, scary gentleman, the Zulu warrior. He's only 28. He might not be the most polished. He, he, you know, I'm sure he doesn't have a high, a high floor, maybe, maybe a high ceiling even, but he is terrifying. Yeah. Uh, he hits, he hits very, very, very hard. He's got quick hands. He's bigger than this dude, more powerful. I think he also might have better wrestling. Kwama has been submitted. And also he just fought last week, I think, right? Didn't Kwama just fight? Am I, do I have that incorrect? I feel like I don't have that incorrect. I think. Uh, yeah, he just fought against uh, Michael Stack, Jerry Stackhouse's brother. Wow. Uh, at Tough Enough 135, and he knocked him out in the second round. Uh, was anybody else in that card that I know? No. So they don't even know who won some of these fights. So um, pending, we'll let you know. Um, I mean, yeah, moving up on, you know, a week, you just fought a week ago. I understand that guy might have been, you know, not good, but going two rounds still, uh, that's noticeable. This guy, Kwamba. Or uh, Balazioki was supposed to fight Demir Hadzovic. So that would have been kind of a tough-ish test, even though I think he probably gets Demir out of there. Demir's, was he, 37 now? So, yeah. Um, let's see if there's any odds there's on no, this. I want to get... Thing. Yeah, there, I couldn't get any odds. If, do you, yeah, can you tell me TKO it. if you have it? I don't, I, I don't even see the fight in itself on Bavada at all. So Yeah, so listen... Uh, yeah, this fight's not happening, maybe. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe it will. But if you people out there, if this TKO is anything under minus 150, I'm taking it. So As well. For the record. So there you go. Lock us in. We'll, we'll check in tomorrow. And maybe I'll fire a tweet out just to let everybody yeah. know. But Let them know. I mean, there's no odds. So I really... Let them say or no. I would love to... Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a way. Lank. Shout out to Lank. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe this fight isn't even a thing. Who knows? <laughs> who knows, really? I, if there's no odds, I don't... I mean, it did just get made <laughs> pretty recently. So I guess maybe they're kind of figuring it out. I mean, he's minus 210. Maybe they don't even know. Yeah. Dana White probably has no idea. Well, he doesn't even know who this guy is, probably. So he's like, <laughs> oh, wait, he, that's right. He did fight at the Contender Series. He's like, oh, he did win. I thought he lost. Oh, oops. How about Luma Luke Buname? Uh, this uh, she another person who just kind of finds herself in these fights just randomly. You know, just you, you turn on the TV, Luma Luke Buname's fight, and you're like, okay, yeah, you're great. Like, oh, I did that. Yeah, she fought a year ago, more than a year ago. No, about a year ago. Oh man, almost just threw up. Uh, <laughs> Bruna Brazil, almost a year to the day. Uh, yeah, almost, literally, Bruna Brazil, the special one, nine yeah. and three, coming off of a win. Against that's right, Shauna Bannon. Your girl is Shauna Shauna Bannon. Uh, the female Connor. Yeah, the female Connor, the the greatest <laughs> Irishman since I don't Irish know. woman. I was yeah, whatever. I was I had I had nothing cooked up there. Bruna since, Brazil uh, is yeah. plus two thirty five. Luma Lubuname is minus three hundred in this fight. I am staying far away from this. Yeah, I don't have anything here. I, I do feel confident Luma winning. I mean, she's just so tiny. She's five one. 61-inch reach. Uh, I think Bruno Brazil is going to have a 5-inch uh, height advantage, a 4-inch reach advantage. But the problem is she's not very good. Yeah. Uh, she's only beat Marnik Mann, who's like four foot six, and Shauna Bannon, who is not good. She's, you know, just just became a pro like two years ago. Uh, she got absolutely steamrolled by Denise Gomez. Um, she doesn't like to get hit, I've noticed. She doesn't like to be hit at all. She's not very durable. Um, she's been finished, she's been finished multiple multiple times. She's been knocked out three times, um, which is kind of crazy. I mean, the one time it was an injury, 
uh, the first fight, her pro career, pro debut against Ariane Karnalasi, she got smoked. She just doesn't like to get hit. I mean, her wins are very low level. I don't really know who any of them are besides Marnik Mann, who's just known because she's short. Um, yeah, I mean, she has a karate, like Bruno Brazil has like a karate, kickboxing, distance striking, boxing style, but yep. uh, she, she can be taken down. Uh, Luma Lugbune is, you know, pretty good Muay Thai kicker. I, if, if not for anything else, I don't think she really uses her hands, but she throws a lot of kicks. Um, she gets she gets in the clinch. She's pretty good at that, and she can use that to like get a trip into a takedown. I just think she's better all around. She's just smaller. That's that's really all she's working against. A five inch height advantage. It's going to look crazy on the screen, but she's probably the better striker even at range. Uh, I'm going to go Luma Luke Buname. Uh, I think she wins a decision. Um, I don't know what what. That. Yeah, I don't think she finishes her. I mean, she did just finish Elise Reed, but Elise Reed's pretty bad. Um, Luke yeah, there's not really any odds in this. Is it's not a real fight. Minus, I'm sorry, plus one oh five. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. Uh, maybe not a lot, but I do like it. <laughs> Luma decision plus one oh five, and we keep it moving. <laughs> Martin Prochnio, Devin Clark, Brown Bear, Devin Clark. Just Devin Clark, no, and these actually both these guys, just guys who are just another. They're just there. Just there. I, I, I let me see what the odds are before I say that I don't like anything here because I don't know for sure. I, I could probably still tell you I don't like anything here. Yeah, I mean, However, probably Proxio go underdog. being a plus one ninety five underdog is a little alarming. But again, he's not yeah. trustworthy either, so I'm probably staying away from this. Yeah, I, I would like to bet uh, Proxio here. I, I, I lean I Proxio anyway, but I'm gonna. I, the problem is Vitor Petrino just had a wrestling clinic against Procchio, got his first yep. career sub. And Devin Clark, at least, you know, he can chain wrestle a little bit. He has that wrestling background. He, he His accuracy is not very good, but he gets about 2.35 per minute. Um, yeah, they're, yeah, they're both very untrustworthy. Um, seven finished losses for Devin Clark. Um, Procchio has been KO'd four times. Like, um, Yeah, who knows, dude? Who knows? Who knows? Again, I want to. Uh, Prosser's thirty-five, Clark's thirty-three, so they're both uh, at the later stage of their career. Devin Clark's eight and eight in the UFC. Prosser is three and five. This is just uh, a low-level, uh, light heavyweight fight, really. Um, so I'm going to stay away. I'm, I'm itching. I was really. Be- I was about to say Marcin Prosser money line, but um, again, he just got out outclassed by a guy who I, I think Petrino is much better. But like nobody thought he could wrestle or, or get a sub, and he did so. Yeah, um, I'm good. I'm staying far, far away. How about Jeremiah Wells, Max Griffin, Max Payne Griffin to everyone out there? We have minus 150 for Jeremiah Wells to plus 125, 121, 30 for Max Griffin, Ty. I kind of lean Jeremiah Wells in some ways just because of his grappling, and he might be able to get this to the ground and maintain it, but... I don't think I'm going to bet anything here again just because I think Max Griffin is that ultimate vet. Good gas tank, pretty much good, you know, as serviceable in all areas. And I think he could pull the upset here. Yeah, uh, I think Max Griffin won eight, eight knockdowns in the UFC. Uh, I thought he won that Neil Magny fight, if you remember that one. Yes. Um, did okay with Michael Morales. I mean, you know, didn't he didn't get knocked down. Didn't get Tough knocked out. Up. Didn't get finished, yeah. Um, he got out wrestled a little bit. I think he tired Morales out a little bit. Um, yeah, I think he's he's kind of just solid all around. The problem is he's uh, he's thirty eight years old, and um, 
I don't know. I don't know. He just he fades quick, it seems. Fades hard after that first round. It seems like he has a steep drop-off. That's why he goes to these split decisions with Tim Means. And even the Magni fight, which I did think he won, he faded. He did well in the first round against Morales. Faded. Um, good thing he got Kaneen Song out of there uh, in the first round. And then the Alex Oliveira fight lost a split. Um, went to a majority with that dude, Imadaya, uh, who stunk. Went to a split with Tiago Alves. Um, lost the decision to Curtis Miller. Like, he's just not a, a trustworthy fella. You know, I, no. I think he's kind of solid all around. Jeremiah Wells is 37 years old, too, which kind of sucks. But it's it just, you know, he's kind of, he got a late start. Um, his last fight, he was, he was beating Carlson Harris, if I remember correctly, right? I think he was doing pretty well and then kind of just got tired and um, got finished. He, he had six takedowns. Uh, he, no, that was against uh, Semmelsberger. Yeah, he had three takedowns against Harris. He just he had a couple submission attempts himself. He just got caught. Um, yeah. He got dropped a couple times by uh, Semmelsberger. Who was still able to win that fight. Um, I, you know, there's there's a lot of red flags in Jeremiah Wells's game. I think you know he's his cardio, his durability. There, neither of those are, are very good. But he's very explosive, very powerful. Uh, I think at the very least he can you know get this to the ground and and he's very strong on top. He's got a black belt. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything I have for this. Uh, I mean, minus 150 is not that bad. I feel like I kind of like him in this spot. Um, so I'm going to take his money line. I'm going to take Jeremiah Wells' money line to get it done. Uh, I kind of want to take him inside the distance just because I feel like that's gonna that, that's how he's going to get it done. But um, I can't find the odds on it. So I don't know. I'm not even going to. What are you looking for inside the distance? Chance. Yeah, just inside the distance. But also, I don't even know, you know, do I want that? What yeah. do you think? Uh, so we have plus 200 for Wells inside the distance on here. What do you think? What's your feeling? I don't like it because I just think Max Griffin is the ultimate decision warrior. And yeah, if I was going to bet anything here, I'd bet Griffin decision. Yeah, I think I'm going to stay away. I think I they're both old. You know, I think one or both of them could have like the worst performance of their careers. You know, I don't, who knows? And uh, yeah, I mean, the rest of this card is so bad. I want to bet something before we get into I the know. real, real disgusting part of this card. I have a play so, next, so give me a. Uh, I, okay, I like it. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna follow you in your next play here because I know exactly what's gonna be. I'm gonna skip this, but I got Wells. I got Wells by uh, yeah, probably probably by decision, but I could see a finish. In the so third you're, or you're not on the card. No, but I know what you got here, so let's go. <laughs> My boy is fighting here, and he let me down last time, but I know he's not gonna let me down this time. Bogdan Guzkov, the uh, whatever country this is, whatever country this man's from. What, where is he from? Uzbekistan. Uh, the Assholes Uz- Uzbekistan. The Uzbekistani uh, Anthony Smith is what some people have called him. <laughs> on the, on that the, might be Anthony Smith. I don't... It might be. It might be just his uh, reincarnate. They cloned him uh, and left him in a lab for a while. He's fighting <laughs> Zach Pauga, who has shown since the, I thought oh, I, I was a big fan of the. I'm uh, not big fan, but I was a believer in this guy. Off of the contender series because he was he looked pretty good on the contender series. Now you know uh, I'm not so sure. After, ultimate fighter, uh, not yeah, ultimate fighter. That's my bad. Uh, after getting just eviscerated and eliminated from the planet by Muhammad <laughs> Usman, and then not being able to finish Jordan Wright, which that's that that's in itself just, is just <laughs> horrible. I mean, the ultimate red flag. If you can't a gust of wind after five minutes will really send Jordan right to his knees. If you can't even do that. I mean, we, we watched that fight. Unfortunately, we were like, yo, what the fuck was that? They were just hugging, just, just, just bro guys being dudes, just hugging each other out for uh, 15 minutes. That was, um, 
That was bad. Jordan, Almost nine minutes of control. Yeah, Oga had, and he didn't even get to have a takedown. So Jordan Wright has sixteen professional fights. One of them has gone to decision, and it was that one. So <laughs> that that's all you really need to know. Guskov fought Volkan Uzdemir, who is, I would say, a big step up from Zach Pauga. So I think this is more of his neighborhood and area that you know he should be fighting in. I did not even say the odds. I'm sorry for that. My he is a underdog in this Guskov at plus 110 to minus 130. I don't think Guskov is going to have much gas tank because that's just kind of – he gives me those vibes. I am going to take Guskov TKO plus 165. Let's go, Ryan, with you. I mean, you know how many times uh, Guskov has been to a decision? It can't be that many times. Once. Once. And it was his third pro fight, which he lost to uh, Arcadely Lassine. Listen, Lassine. It was six and three. Not very good, but – yeah, I thought, if I remember correctly, he was doing pretty well at the very start of that fight against Volkan. I mean, uh, he didn't he didn't land. I mean, he got outstruck easily. But I thought he landed a couple good shots, if I remember correctly. He's kind of just, you know. He showed you that his power is scary because Volkan, yeah, the way he, he was swings. acting, was like, holy shit, dude. This guy, like, yeah. you can hear the wind going <laughs> by my face. Like, this is fucking scary. Yeah, he swings hard. He also went for a takedown, too. He was like, yo, fuck this shit. I'm just going to ch- uh, choke him out. And uh, I remember he was like plus a high number for a sub. And honestly, it's something we could have could have looked at. But uh, he was like, fuck this. We're going to the ground. I think he only really has that big right hand. But he swings very hard. Uh, again, I do think he's fraudulent. But oh, yeah. um, Zach, Zach Pauga is just a one-dimensional, low-level, low-volume striker who likes to just clinch against a cage. And that's it. Like, I don't really know what else he even has in his arsenal. So the fact that he's the favorite here. The fact that he's almost not a favorite is really... It goes to show you what they think about him. I mean, he has three UFC fights. I know he's one and two, but he went. He lost the decision to Modestus Bukowskis, our boy, and he got knocked out by Muhammad Usman in a fight where he was you know, doing pretty well. Yep. Um, and he won. He beat Jordan Wright again. It was terrible, but and he had a couple wins on the Contender Series. So you'd think they'd be like, oh, uh, I think also he beat Maluco, right? Yeah, Marcus Perez, that absolute bum. Um, so you think they'd maybe give him a little bit of just. Not respect, but make him a higher favorite. I think that goes to show you that he's not going to win. We got Sarsnovich, Bogdan Guskov, TKO. He's coming to play, and he's not. He's not leaving here without fifty k. Hell yeah, let's go. How about Hyder Emil? I I do not know much about this gentleman. I do know Fernie Garcia, who is a one thirty fiver. I'm pretty sure, or has fought at one. Yeah, he's a one thirty fiver. He's taken three straight yeah. L's. Going up to 145 to fight this Hyder uh, gentleman, who I believe what I, what is what do I need to know about this Bellator guy? Okay, and you know I really don't know. I really have not heard or known much about this guy. This would be, if anything, an anti Fernie Garcia bet. But Garcia is a plus 170 to Hyder's minus 200, 205. Do you have anything here? I I do not. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I think I kind of want to do Hyder by decision. I, it's just tough because we, I mean, we've only seen him once, and he fought a guy who was really just trying to chain wrestle and take him down. Uh, that guy Emran Emras Sanmez. He tried taking him. He was five of twenty three. So like, uh, Hyder Emil did have a pretty decent little. Um, uh, I think it was like a front choke he had uh, in, but Sean Shelby gave him a pretty good comp, uh, comp comparison. It was Gilbert Melendez. And he, wow. funny enough, trains under Gilbert Melendez. So I kind of like Hyder Mill. He's, he's just, you know, he's not very young. I think he's 33, right? Yeah. 
So he's not very young. He is pretty big for the weight class. Um, I'm just, I don't know. He, he pressures forward a lot. I like it. He has some nice little combos. His takedown defense is pretty good. His scramble get-up game is pretty good. His cardio looked good on the contender series. That was a grueling fight. It was just all wrestling and aggressive, aggressive wrestling. And he was able to outlast that guy. It's just, you know, we really haven't seen much from him. What is he? Eight, only eight pro pro fights. And uh, he went to a split with Devontae Sewell, who um, is just one of those regional scene guys. Um, so and he went to a split again before that. So I'm, I'm not too sure how good he is. The problem is Fernie is, I know he trains at Fortis, but uh, three straight decisions to uh, not great opposition, uh, I would say. He's got decent boxing, but he has like no power. And um, he's durable. Like, he doesn't get beat up and knocked out. But, you know, what does Fernie really, uh, what does he do? You know, is, is I guess what I would ask. I mean, he gets outstruck pretty much by everybody. Even when he knocked out Joshua Weems, he was getting outstruck. And Joshua Weems, uh, not very good. So, yeah, I think um, I think this is a fight Heider Mill wins by decision. Um, but again, it's I guess it's anybody's call. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go for it. Heider Mill by decision. Wow. 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 A meal by decision plus one fifteen. Let's go. I think I like that as well. I'm just gonna stay away. Yeah, I would too. I don't. I, who knows? Yeah, I just don't. I, I'm trying to. After last week when I went zero and seven, I'm trying to make sure <laughs> that I don't bet some we stuff. We have to make that up for it somehow. You know? Yeah, no, I feel you. I'm. I'm gonna see how this week goes, and I'm gonna save all my ammo next for week. next week. Yeah. Yeah. Ten I, unit play. Ilya Taporia inside the distance. Let's go. Hell yeah! How about Arichi Lang, the Mongolian murderer? Wow. Getting back in there against Daniel Marcos, undefeated Daniel Marcos, who, uh, you know, some people think he may have lost that Davy Grant fight. Yeah. I'm not sure. Daniel Marcos hasn't really impressed me, even though, he, you know, he's undefeated. He's got two UFC fights, but I I, I don't know. I, I, mean, I mean, he beat uh, fucking Salmon. Our boy. Yeah, Salmon Oliveira. No, who, no, that's, no, our other boy. Oh, yeah, he did beat Brandon Let's Go, Let's Lewis. Let's go. Let's go. We'll be seeing live in about a month, so that's going to be fun. Brandon live Let's Go is 6-3. and three, so it's, He's going to bounce back, I'm telling you. He needs a big Honestly. win against Michael Billups, brother of Chauncey Billups. <laughs> if there's a... If there's anybody out there who's given up odds for CFFC 130, let me know. Hell yeah. So that that is – Marcos is a favorite uh, minus, what, 250, I said, plus 200, 210 for Arichi Lang. I don't want anything to do with this. This is another one. I, I told you Guskov was probably going to be my last play of the day, and I think I'm going to keep it that way. I just don't – I'm going to enjoy this fight, though. I just don't trust that Daniel Marcos will be able to survive and maybe not get caught with some crazy shit because these guys – Stature wise, are pretty similar in a lot of uh, areas. So, yeah, I mean, Marcus is okay. I think he's got a good takedown defense. I think he has some decent volume, like a, a decent mixed bag of striking. Um, I, I think he's one of the better Peruvian guys. I, I, I'm kind of with you though. I don't, I don't love him. I, I do think he has some good movement. His striking defense is solid. But like, man, look at who he's fought. Like, he was even he even got taken down by Brandon Lewis a couple times, and he, you know, he won a decision. And then the 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 Davy Grant fight, yeah, I don't think he won that fight, and that it's kind of crazy because it was in, uh, it was on Davy Grant's home homeland, right? It was in uh, London or England. Yeah. So I was kind of surprised by that, but you know, they both have good takedown defense. Arichi uh, Langs is not nearly as good. He has been taken down by multiple guys: Johnny Munoz, Jay Perrin, Cody Durden. But funny enough, he was able to take down Jeff Molina, 
He was able to take down Cameron Else, uh, very low level there, but he was even had, had some success against Johnny Munoz on the ground. So I don't know who even goes for a takedown in this fight. I guess it would probably be a Richie Lang. Um, I think he's the stronger guy. I think they're very similar in size, but I think he hits harder. Um, you know, he, sometimes he's low volume. Um, he got knocked out quick by Eamon Zahabi, man. I, I remember I had him in that fight, and I was like, wow, that's all right. I didn't see that coming at all. Uh, maybe that was a fluke, maybe. But I kind of want to take him here. I really think Daniel Mark. I mean, he's undefeated, but that's a very fraudulent 15-0, and at least in my opinion. He's 30 years old, so he's probably in – I think they're both 30, so I don't know, man. Should I take should I take a Richie Lang here or should I just learn from my mistakes? I think I might have to learn from my previous mistakes. Again, losing by first one minute knockout to Eamon Zahabi, who's 36. And you know, he hasn't fought since then. Now he has a fight coming up against Javid Basra. He's gonna get smoked. Um Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I I'm probably going to stay away. I'm I would love away. to fade Daniel Marcos here. I just don't trust a Richie Lang to be the person to get it done like you said like he just got knocked yeah. up by Eamon Zahabi yeah uh, how am I supposed to yeah. sit here and put my hard-earned money on that guy yeah his grappling his wrestling his cardio you know very untrustworthy I do like his hands Richie Lang but you know if this goes to the second third round, I think Marcus probably edges those rounds out um and you know maybe he's able to get a takedown uh, who knows I don't know so that is UFC Vegas 86 we had a couple fights drop out of that or a couple guys uh Shalon Norton BK was supposed to fight a meal that was the original fight supposedly so you know nerd and bk that's right he is the man of uh james Krause fame where the the fade <laughs> city was on the other side of him so there that's you know worthy of being mentioned larome murphy was supposed to fight dan Ige on this hadzovich was supposed to fight oki uh Brichek was supposed to fight Duraev, who you said you told me he got released he had visa yeah. issues and they said you know what get fucking lost buddy and uh, Bogdasarian yeah, was supposed yeah. to fight Emil at some point. So Emil's had some, a bunch of different uh, opponents changed. Have you seen, real quick, have you seen the UFC roster watches yes. downfall? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> holy, holy shit. Well, I thought this was just a bot account. Now, UFC roster tracker, that's where we're on. That's where we're at. So if, you, if you're not in tune, you have to go follow roster tracker. UFC roster watch is going through some things. Some, um... Somebody sold the account to the guy, and then he's going to shut it down or something, and he wants he's to be having paid some issues. Or, yeah, yeah, mental health. He's getting bullied, and then he's like, "We're back, we're back, baby. I am back, and I am better than ever." Meanwhile, he's getting outscooped by UFC roster tracker. So there's a lot of drama in the roster watch community, if you will. That guy yeah, probably just sold Ryan. his account and then started roster tracker, and was like, "Okay, you idiot!" Like the people just yeah, want to know who's ass. getting cut and who's not, like. Yeah, Phil Halls, Juan Camilo, Ronderos, Albert Darius. See ya. Malcolm Gordon as well. So I, I was told you have some boxing uh, discussion that you'd like to bring So yeah, to last, last Friday, I, I just saw this. It was on the undercard of Jake Paul's promotion, uh, his, the fight card. There's a guy named Julian Smith who, who is deaf and fought on this card against an unbeaten Cuban prospect who was 8-0. Knocked him out. Uh, beat him. I'm sorry, he didn't knock him out. He was a uh, plus 2,500 underdog. I think plus 1400. Yes. Something like that. Wow. I'm seeing 14 to one underdog. Um, so that's crazy. Uh, I just wanted to just shout that out real quick. It was in Orlando too. So I got to head out to a boxing fight. Man. I've never been to a boxing event somehow. I've been bare knuckle, I guess, but you know, I don't really count that. Um, but yeah, we have some good boxing coming up. Um, tonight, Teofimo Lopez returns. 
Uh, it's been it's been a while, it seems, since we've seen him. And you never really know what you're going to get yet. Last June is the last time we saw him against Josh Taylor in a fight where he looked awesome. Awesome. But the problem is you never know what you're going to get from him. He lost Cambosos. Uh, we haven't seen Cambosos look really good in a fight since then. So you never know with Teofimo. He's going to retire. He hates his dad. I, I don't know. He's, he's a very uh, erratic fellow. He's still only 26. Uh, but, man, when he's on, he is one of the best, uh, in my opinion, one of the best at 140, one of the best in the world. He's going to fight Jermaine Ortiz, took Lomachenko to the distance. So that's going to be a good fight tonight. I'm going to try to see if there's a good undercard. I don't think so. I, w- I wouldn't imagine anyway. Um, are you excited to see Teo back? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's something that I'll since it's Thursday night. There's not really much on just the flyers for my own personal taste. So yeah, I will tune in to back. check in and see what's going on. Yeah, uh, Keyshawn Davis, the businessman from Virginia, he's nine and zero. He's a pretty good prospect. Uh, him and Eddie Hearn seem to go back and forth a lot. It's kind of funny. Uh, him and Teofimo had a back and forth. Also, it was kind of weird. That was, Boxers are very weird. Yeah. Did you see that? I did see that. Yeah, he's. I, I, I think the most Keyshawn respectful said, disagreement I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah, and then Keyshawn was like, "I wasn't trying to throw shade on you, bro." And Teo was. It was weird. Boxers are very odd people, man. But Keyshawn Davis is fighting Jose Petraza, who is. Uh, he's you know he's thirty four. He's he's just um his he's his best days are behind him. Let's say that. I mean, he went to a split decision with Richard Kami in the year of two thousand twenty two. I think that is just hilarious. Uh, losing to Zordo. Was that Zordo he fought right? Yeah. Oh, no, it was Jose Ramirez. Not wrong one. Uh, losing to Jose Ramirez and Arnold Barbosa Jr. Hasn't really got a good win in a long time. He's, he's just passed it, and I think this is a big big fight for Keyshawn Davis. Other than that, this card doesn't have much, but it's ESPN Plus at the Michelob Ultra Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. So if you're not watching anything later on, you have that that you could throw on the telly. I know you'll be watching the Flyers. Hopefully they can uh, – uh, they actually just had a big win against the Panthers. So They did. Keep – Keep the ball rolling. Um, we don't really have, you know, looking looking at February, it's not uh, the most stacked for boxing. So I guess what I'll say is uh, the next come this the summer is looking pretty good for boxing. So they're trying to target Devin Haney and Ryan Garcia for 420, April 20th. Oh, yeah. That would be a pretty good fight. I would like that. I think Devin Haney beats him, but Ryan Garcia is talented, I guess. May 4th, we have Canelo. We don't know who we're getting him against. So that's kind of weird, but we have Canelo back. I'm thinking it's going to be, it might be too quick to bounce back, but I think it could be Jaime Munguia uh, or somebody that's just, it's not going to be David Benavidez. So that's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Um, probably a better chance it's Crawford than Benavidez, unfortunately. Uh, May 6th, two days later, we get Naya Inouye, Luis Neri. Luis Neri, or Luis Neri, very solid, very good. He had one of the fights of the year last year. Um, this might be a little too much for him. Naya, in a way, is an absolute killer, but that's going to be a good fight. It's probably going to be like 7 a.m., so I know, you know, set your alarm. Um, a week later, May 12th, Lomachenko fights George Cambosos. It's not the most, I'm not, you know, thrilled about it, but it should be a pretty decent fight. Loma should uh, bounce back. We'll see what kind of, um, we'll see if, you know, what fight we get from Cambosos. There's a belt on the line, the IBF, vacant IBF belt. So there's that. A week after that, you get Fury Usyk. So Fury Usyk kind of got moved back into a pretty good time uh, where all these fights are happening. This is all happening in May. Fury Usyk on the 18th. June 1st, a couple weeks later, Artur Betterbiev, Dimitri Bivol. His excellency, his excellency said, no, we're not wasting any time. Get this done. 
Let's and we go. did, apparently. So his excellency is, is not fucking around. He's trying to bring the biggest fights to boxing. And, uh, I mean, he's, do- he's doing a good job. Well, Riyadh season is rolling along right now. Uh, they had this, uh, they were playing for some sort of cup in Saudi Arabia today for a soccer game, and The Undertaker brought the trophy out. They played The Undertaker's theme song, and he brought the trophy out and like held it up like he was a, uh, a priest in church and then put it down on the thing. And Ronaldo was loving it. Ronaldo was like, yo, this is fucking sick. That's dude. crazy. They're like, dude, The Undertaker's here. But there you go. That's, that's what's going on in Riyadh. I, honestly... If it wasn't in the Middle East, I probably would fuck with it. I, I would I would be hanging out in Riyadh all the time because they just those guys go, yo, we have so much money, we're just gonna do this. Like you guys are gonna come through, and if you don't, you have to pay us ten million dollars. That's just kind of yeah. how it goes. That's just how it is. And are you not gonna pay His Excellency? I don't think so. I don't think you want to do that. So there you go. That is the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hotbox. My name is Matt McSweeney. I am talking phone. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, please make sure to respect His Excellency's wishes.